Hello, my name is Nick Spasic, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we talk with composer Ose Esed about his work for the Netflix documentary Amend the Fight for America. What does it mean to be an American? This land is your land. What about a citizen? This land is my land. The original Constitution is silent on the subject of citizenship. From California doesn't have any statement of who is a citizen or who isn't. In that space of this undefined term citizen, racism was allowed to flourish. At the heart of the 14th Amendment is the definition of citizens in America. It is through this definition that all the rights we cherish are granted and defended. Racial equality. Marriage equality. Women's equal citizenship. The right to have rights. And under the law, everyone in America gets equal protection. Was made for you and me. My fellow Americans, this is a problem which faces us all. Who is America? We talk about equality a lot in America. We talk about justice. The 14th Amendment was intended to make that vision real. The right to participate, the right to vote, the right to call on the government, and also to get protections against the government. The 14th Amendment is a promise of equality for all. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of the citizens of the United States. It says we are all deserving of empathy and dignity. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property. Nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the law. The founders wrote life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They made that promise. This fight is for a more perfect union. When the second founders wrote the 14th Amendment, they put the word equal into the Constitution. Another promise. Words have power. Words can change the world. This is why we're here. To tell America's story. The story of the 14th Amendment. I'm gonna be saved. The six-part Netflix documentary series Amend, The Fight for America, is executive produced and hosted by Will Smith and features a number of luminaries, including Mahershala Ali, Diane Lane, Samuel L. Jackson, Pedro Pascal, and Yara Shahidi, among others, and explores the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which, in 1968, promised liberty and equal protection for all persons as America's most enduring hallmark of democracy. Amend has wall-to-wall music, including Osei Esed's score, which is intermixed with inspiring pop hits throughout. Esed describes the score as modern minimalist meets orchestral Americana. The composer is a lover of simplistic music and making textures interact with harmony and various instruments. English horn, bass clarinet, and electric guitar are some of the most prevalent featured in the music for Amend. I spoke via Skype with Esed about the score for Amend and how it fits into his career.
Well, I do appreciate you taking time to talk to me today about amends and uh, other aspects of your career as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I my my first question is like watching uh, amend. Um, I I notice like it starts with Sharon Jones' version of "This Land Is Your Land," but I was wondering like what was your starting point for working on the documentary miniseries? Um, well, I spent a, a bunch of time out in L.A. working on the uh, the series before even, uh, you know, anything was shot with the actors. So um, m- many of the interviews with uh, our expert sort of um, guests were already shot. But all of that was all of the uh, creative uh, non sort of, I, I guess, um, conventional uh, elements had yet to be created. Um, and. I went out to LA and I spent a few months out there sort of just, you know, talking and making some music and trying to find a way to tell the story that would feel um, fresh and contemporary, but at the same time, uh, you know, American in that way that um, early sort of 20th century orchestral music does or American folk music does. Now, uh, that that was one of the things I was really curious about, like, because there are like those animated segments and like the really stylized, like uh, readings, uh, recitations uh, of the the people involved in the, the fight for the 14th Amendment. Like, how does that affect what you do as opposed to like talking heads, which are like the like sort of de rigueur sort of approach to most documentaries for sure i mean it, it it required being able to switch voices quickly um and that's you know it, it's tricky no matter what to do that but because there were just sort of these rapid cuts which doesn't it, it doesn't happen a lot in, in in work that i do where you're you're moving from moment to moment and each moment is its own encapsulated moment that requires its own voice like supporting musical voice. So there was, um, there had to, I had to find a a voice for, for each of those moments, but that's somehow connected as a single thing. Did it, did it help you that there is like a really good amount of like popular music in, in the documentary, like to have something to like go into or come out of? I'd say it, 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 I wouldn't say it helped so much. I, I mean, it it definitely placed limitations on the kind of the kinds of uh, music I would sort of place between sections or that I would have to create. So, in in that sense, I guess it was helpful that that there were some limitations. But you know, it, I think whenever you're moving outside in and out of cues that you didn't create or in between them, finding the thing that connects them with when there's when there are very few breaths is is a a challenge and so that you know there was a really joyful challenge there that's something i guess i hadn't thought of like when i've talked to like other composers i guess it's more in uh you know like a, a fictional narrative film where they're there's a little bit more room, but I hadn't considered the idea that like in a documentary for the most part, like if there's not music playing, it's somebody talking like, like there's, it's sound throughout. That's a very 
that's that's a, a perspective I hadn't thought of in terms of documentary composing. Yeah, it's uh, you know there's lots of ways to approach it. I, I think there are there are some documentaries where you know in, in some verite documentaries where there are moments given to just. Uh, the world of, of the film the outside of music um, and letting those diegetic sounds take over really it, it, it there's a pleasure in that and and those, those breaths are purposeful in those in, in those in that kind of filmmaking um, but often that's not the case when you were working on on the the score for this were you considering like certain themes or motifs for the various um, like themes and motifs that go throughout the the documentary, I, I noticed that the score, like when um, talking about like Bull Connor or Andrew Johnson or something like that, like it it gets darker. Yeah, I mean, you know, finding finding sort of a way to voice the villains and the heroes was definitely a, a big a big uh, part of it. And then figuring out who what what corollaries uh, existed between, uh, I guess, the, our, our our heroes for each episode for each part of the story, um, and how to connect them so that it, it felt as if you know we were it was all of a piece, and that it was a, a observing some rules of composition was definitely something we thought about it uh, talking about like the the heroes and villains of each piece um like a lot of the the reviews of amend point to the love episode as being the one that really sort of like encompasses a lot of different ideas and it ends up being like a very particularly impactful part of the mini series um and it, it it when you're when you're talking about love like in that context it is like it's a very hopeful but also like very sad like pendulum swing back and forth like how do you approach something like that like where it's it's so deeply deeply like personal it's interesting because I think that for for that storytelling, I think we, we had there were longer cues in that episode. There were there were more moments, you know, real moments. I think uh, a lot of uh, the other episodes, you know, are, are are dynamic in a way that that love actually isn't. And even though that that episode does encapsulate so much of what's being fought for, I think it what it does so effectively is it does bring this uh, sort of idea. To a personal, very personal level, that that one that hopefully we can all, that resonates with everyone, um, and so I think w with given a little bit more space there, it, it was easier to to tell that story and really sort of dive into what needed to be done in in terms of the music. I think one of the most triumphant parts of that documentary is Bree Newsom on the flagpole. Uh, at the at the at the South Carolina State Capitol. Now the like the it seems it must have been like a really hard thing to score because you're like scoring like the it, it's a very triumphant, very like like fist in the air like successful thing. But like then you immediately have to go in to uh what happened to Reverend Pinckney and like that just I I I can't imagine like how 
delicate like that sort of transition has to be for you as a composer um you know i think that for that one fortunately i'd had some training with the earlier episodes as well <laughs> there's a, a lot of those uh sort of you know very heroic and 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 triumphant moments that are then undercut almost immediately by uh, you know the reaction to the advances made uh, in the name of freedom and and uh, in in the name of you know what it means to be a citizen in this country and I think that's something that comes back and forth back through the entire series from the very outset um, you know we get an inch there and then we get pulled back and it's like every time you think all right great this is it it's like oh well no actually this is not it at all. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, like to, to, to circle back to like something I probably should have brought up at the beginning, like how did you originally become, uh, in, involved with, um, amend? Like, I know you've, you've done quite a few other documentaries in, in the past, but like, how did you come to work on this particular project? Um, I came to the project through Adam Weber, who was a producer and uh, a friend, and and he had, had worked with um, the uh, score uh, executive producer Dan Romer, and sort of when conceiving of the idea, Adam and I, being friends, also um, were able to sort of just talk about it a little bit, and uh, went through a few interviews with the with his team and. Uh, with the various parties involved with Westbrook, which was Overbrook at the time, and uh, found our direction. And, you know, I, I guess it helped that I'd done uh, quite a bit of documentary before and that I made some music that seemed to fit into where they were hoping to take the voice for a man. Um what for you is the the appeal of, of scoring documentaries? Um, was it something you started out in like I've, I've noticed like talking to other composers be it you know documentary or uh, action or horror or sci-fi or whatever it seems that like there is uh, at least a, a grain of personal interest in it to to begin with but it also seems like one project usually begets another i think largely that's what it is i'm i mean i'm happy to tell all stories, all kinds of stories, whether it's documentary or narrative stories and uh, whether they're immigrant stories or American stories. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to tell good stories with good storytellers. Um, and in terms of working in doc, that's really what happened is that, you know, I worked with uh, one person, another, and it sort of has uh, grown into this wonderful thing where there are quite a few amazing documentaries being made and I get to work on some of them. Is it, is it like, is, is there a, a bit of an emotional toll that documentaries take, especially given the, the, the rather, um, serious, um, themes of a lot of the stuff you've worked on? Yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, it, you know it can it can really it can really be pretty pretty heavy I think to walk around with um, a lot of these ideas in your head and and thinking about the world from the perspective of, of many of these stories um, you know I think what helps to sort of ameliorate that is is thinking of the stories as a way to help heal wounds and as a way to help 
be like give voice to the voiceless and make the world there like maybe hopefully stronger or more aware that way and so it feels like you're doing good i guess in a way you know if you're if you can tell the story well so there's there's something to be gained there i i really did enjoy like watching him end like the 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 tone is very serious but it is lightened with like a sense of i guess for lack of a better term like what the hell like where where you have um like randall park um or uh larry williams i, I think especially like his 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 commentary um i i i think walks like sort of the the perfect line between like just a like this is this is absurd like that this is still going on while still uh recognizing like the 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 seriousness of it all and i think that's like where he sort of finds the uh, absurdity in it but um i i I really quite enjoyed it and i i thought your your music really lent a lot to it well thank you yeah i mean larry larry wilmore and 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 wilmore sorry it's all right yeah with larry wilmore and, and will smith and all these i mean i think between the two of them they they really do help to like lighten a little bit the heaviness but along with that you have these stylized you know recitations which do also i think they they allow you to view it at a bit of a remove and i think it feels it feels creative and it feels a little bit it feels exciting almost uh, to, to, and it feels like it's it's action and it feels like it's happening in the moment and i think that that's what makes this particular series really exciting and and the approach to the music as well as every other part of it is just that it, it is forward looking and it tries to make it feel as if there are stakes you know, i think very often when we're thinking about history we're talking about history it, it, it seems so far removed it's the past like it, how can it really affect us but this the way that the story was told made it feel immediate and made it feel as if you could have a reaction and should have a reaction. And perhaps maybe you could even do something about history, which is an, an interesting thing, you know, and never mind the fact that like, I, I feel like so many of us, or at least for myself, I, I did not know very much about the 14th amendment. So that felt fresh too. So you have this thing that's like so important and it's the story of it is being told in this very immediate way. So I felt like I can engage, I could engage with it in a way that I might not otherwise. Absolutely. And I'm always just happy to see Graham Greene pop up in anything. Like he's like just seeing him brings me a, a, a level of joy. I, I, I can't even explain why it's just like, Oh, he's in it. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> there's some really, yeah, there's, there's some really wonderful moments and, 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 and appearances throughout. I think that I, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot there to be, to be, sort of thankful for. I remember uh, I was I was scoring one day and um, my family watches fresh off the boat all the like we watched, <laughs> watched it twice uh, because my my eldest son is a big just a big fan and and you know he's 7 he's 8 now. So and we've watched the series twice in the last year and a half or so. And so he comes upstairs and he's like, "Oh my god, it's Lewis." <laughs> You know, and it's it's Randall Park on the screen, and it was like, all right, right on. You know, it's like so. My my kid feels like he could, like he wants to be engaged, and that's, I don't know. There's something great about that. That's fantastic. Um, so um, I know uh, you're you're working on other stuff. Um, there's the Dear Mr. Brody that did it just come out? It just premiered at uh, at South by yeah. 
Um, can you tell me a little bit about that and maybe any other projects you might be able to discuss? Yeah, I mean, I can certainly talk about Dear Mr. Brody. That one is uh, a collaboration with Keith Maitland, who I worked with on Tower and who is a dear friend and take any opportunity to work with. He's just really exciting storyteller. And uh, Dear Mr. Brody is no less so. I mean, I don't know if you saw Tower. Um, it, it was it, it tells the story of the 66 UT Austin uh, campus shooting, which was right, the first. Right, 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 yeah. Campus. And Keith, the way that that was put together was in Keith's like typically modular sort of filmmaking style, which he applied to this story as well. And the story isn't one that is as well known as, as the tower shooting. It isn't um, dark in the same way, but it does sort of deal with other very specifically American uh, moments in time. And uh, so it goes back to 1960 and tells this, 1970 rather, and tells the story of this guy who was going to give away millions of dollars. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just a very, it's a very fun but dark story. And, um, or I should say that the storytelling was fun. The, ultimately, the, the, the story is 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 pretty dark. It's not... It doesn't end well for anyone and it, it definitely there's no satisfying feeling that comes from the story as you know outside of the film like as a film it's enjoyable but um you know no one no one gets rich no one's no one's problem solved no one's world is made you know permanently better it's <laughs> it's life um, but it's in a really unique and interesting way. And for that, you know, there had to also be a lot of ins and outs from um, between uh, source music from the 70s and uh, my score. And so there was a lot of ins and outs. And then there were moments that were created specifically for uh, musical moments that were created specifically for things that stood out from the rest of the film. It, it was an interesting process. Very different. He meant us. Well, I can't wait to see that. Um, uh, Ose, I, I, I want to thank you for taking time to talk to me today. This has been really like enlightening and fun. Right on. Well, thanks so much for having me. Man. I, 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 anytime, I'm happy to talk about anything. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Hey, I have to ask uh, before we go, uh, what kind of turntable is that on the shelf behind you? Oh, boy. I believe it's a U-turn. Hold on just one moment. I'm going to make sure. <laughs> Um, it is a U-turn, is what it's called. Oh yeah, those are those are. I'm I'm always curious as to like what like people who work in sound for a living like what sort of like equipment they have to listen to music in their 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 homes are. So it's uh not appropriate to anything. It's just nerdy obsession on my part. She got rid of my Dual Ten Nineteen. Oh which had a, a warble in it that I just could not resolve. I took it to a bunch of folks and after a while I just decided, you know what? I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad it worked out for you. And again, thank you so much. Like this has been like a really, uh, like I've been looking forward to talking about this all day. So like, uh, again, Same.
thanks to Osei Esed for speaking with me. You can find the musician's work on Twitter at Osei Esed, and his website is OseiEsed.com. That's O-S-E-I-E-S-S-E-D. Amend, the fight for America, is now streaming on Netflix. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromaninspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at fromaninspiredpod, and can be found on Instagram at fromaninspiredby. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Click those follow and subscribe buttons, please. Also, please hit up the website and click on the Aid and Assistance button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking with legendary musician Del Casher about the score to the infamous film The Italian Stallion. Until then, thanks for listening. Being worn like a garment, stitched with a little tolerance. Picture a world where all of us acknowledge each other and smile at our differences. Knowing that when you fly as me, the sky is still limitless. Celebrating variety, we found our new genesis. Ooh, I feel amazing. Ooh, what can I say? But my mama's mama dreamed of a day that resembled this moment. Found our way to the pyramids just by following omens. Living life like I'm still a kid, I'm a king, and my throne was passed down to me if I'm honest. We are, we are.